Hello and welcome to another episode of Brothers Creed Podcast, where we talk about motivation, experiences, and exploring the world around us. We are the Thomas Brothers. I'm Ethan. And I'm Jared. And today we're going to be talking about some crazy stuff. When we talk about aliens, we talk about this mysterious Project Bluebeam, which you may have heard of before. It's a wild conspiracy theory that people are saying as uh, seeing they're seeing evidences of its truth. So we'll talk about that. Uh, we've got some crazy revelations recently about UFOs and stuff. We, we already did an episode once about like Freedom of Information Act stuff about Colonel Fravor, all that stuff that we did with the Tic Tac UFO. We did that a while back, but uh, and we also did like the CIA release stuff about stargates and you know remote viewing yeah. and all kinds of crazy stuff. Uh, this is kind of a little bit of an update to that. Uh, with a little bit more conspiracy theory thrown in, so it's 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 gonna be a fun episode. Uh, definitely something that will be entertaining, hopefully, uh, and maybe a warning. So we'll see. <laughs> All right. Well, well, let's get into it. Let's do it. Yeah, I'm thinking I'm back. Most valuable commodity I know of is information. And that, my friends, is called integrity. That's called courage. Now that's the stuff leaders should be made of. Either you're somebody or you're nobody. You're not the devil. You're practice. So at the at the intro of this episode, you know, we say we explore the world around us. I was going to throw in there and worlds beyond us as well. Hey, but, there you go. But uh, I mean, that's kind of what this this episode is all about, right? So you might be, I don't know what year it is right now for the listener. It could be 2050. It could be, you know, whatever else 3050. Yeah, maybe definitely be listening this, to our podcast in thirty fifty. <laughs> yeah, maybe you found this archive. You know, maybe you're a distant relative of uh, of of Jared and I. Yeah, maybe. And so uh, the year is twenty twenty three currently, and, June uh, or in June of twenty twenty three. Yeah, and there's a lot of weird stuff going on. Oh yeah, this might be this might be old news to the person who's listening right now in the future, but to us, it's pretty interesting stuff. Yeah. Totally. Well, so where should we start? So, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, maybe you want to start with kind of uh, 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 the, the the project, and then we can kind of get into some some recent sightings in the past six months or so that are kind of just questionable, kind of weird things. Yeah, so there's a lot of stuff going on right now. There's like this whole UFO thing. There's tons of stuff that's coming out from the the the, the uh well, it's kind of like leaking out from the government here and there. And the government, it's just like they're protecting themselves so much. And they're like, oh, yeah, we've never actually seen that before. Let me actually start with a recent story. This is not one. And then maybe in a minute we'll talk about Project Bluebeam. So there's been a recent story where a whistleblower so uh, from the government who's like this highly decorated government official. His name is David Grush. Uh, and wasn't he like a, uh, he was in the military, he was in the yeah, Navy was, or something. Or? Yeah, and then he was in the Pentagon. He worked in the Pentagon for a project yeah. they called arrow. And now this, this project was supposed to be the U S defense like department 
was supposed to look at UAPs or unidentified aerial phenomenon, which are UFOs. And so his job was to look into this. And this was like a new task force that was set up by the government. I think after like Colonel Fravor came out and the government admitted, yeah, like, well, we are seeing some things that we don't know. It's sort of like the government's like, we're going to set up a task force to look into these things. But you know the government. They're just lying through their teeth like nobody's business. Oh, speaking of which, we should do a follow episode on how awful the FBI is because good night. The stuff is coming out recently about the FBI and them just like absolutely lying about everything about that everything? Pfizer warrant, Pfizer warrant, and all that kind of stuff about the Trump uh, impeachment. It's just mind-boggling how how much they lied about that. Anyway, that's a totally separate thing. We're talking about aliens now. Uh, anyway, this guy David, he worked on this task force for UAPs, and he said that everywhere he went, he was getting stonewalled by these other agencies. They weren't talking to him, and so he said that some of the people that uh, were were in these some of these intelligence agencies, they knew him because of his long career, and they approached him. And were like, "Hey, did you know that we have a UAP retrieval program?" that's been in operation for 12 years where we have retrieved non-human landed or crashed spacecrafts. And it's been in, in the works for decades. And he's like, okay. And the, the, the interviewer asks him, well, how many have you found? And he says, quite a few. He says, we've recovered quite a few. He says, well, have you recovered any bodies? And he says, well, when a ship crashes, Typically, there are bodies. So, yes, we have bodies associated with them. He said, I haven't seen them, but I have lots of my trusted contacts that are familiar with this program do know that we have those bodies and the recovered. Uh, that's something that uh, Bob Lazar said, if you believe him or not, but he said that they had crafts that were found in crashes. And also, he said, interestingly enough, that they had crafts that were recovered in archaeological sites which is pretty crazy yeah. didn't he say that and they were operational Oper- some of them were operational and he was made he was there to re-engineer them Re- reverse engineer, reverse engineer some of the, yeah the propulsion technology exactly yeah. so uh he was said that let's see i'm just looking at my notes here what else this guy said he said he gave the classified reports to congress see if they'll do anything about it probably they won't because uh, they don't ever get anything done and he says that if uh, there is a sophisticated disinformation campaign against the American people. So when disinformation, they're just making everybody, uh, you know, think that this is ridiculous. Oh, let's make the men in black movies. Look how ridiculous this is. Or, oh, you know, another alien movie. Let's look how ridiculous this is. Uh, that way, when you say, oh, I saw a UFO, they're like, oh, you mean like uh, Independence Day? Come on, give me a break. Or what is this, Star Trek? And so they, they this disinformation releases stuff out so that makes it seem ridiculous. And also, anytime the government is like telling you the honest truth, you can pretty much almost guarantee that they're sharing with you the most minimal amount of honest truth that they absolutely have to uh, yeah. to prevent a full-on riot and revolt. And so, uh, you know, I don't... Well, that's what a lot of people, I've like talked like conspiracy theories with even with like some family and stuff like that and uh a lot of times they're like you know 
why would the government lie about something like that? You know, what's their, what's their motive of lying about something like that? Like, there's no reason why they would lie about that. And it's like, just because they can, just because they want to have power over you because they want to control the narrative. They want you to believe a specific thing. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I, I got, I got to talk to the guy, the guy that I do work and he's like, why would they lie about nine 11? And I was like, dude, how much time do you have, brother? Because I got, I was like, this is a, that's a 10 hour conversation there uh, about money, war, oil, name it, dude. Why would they lie? Why would they, why would they say politics that uh, coronavirus started from a bat soup? Why would they say that? Why would they lie about that? Or or why would they lie that Benghazi, uh, 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 consulate was not as a result of a YouTube video that made fun of Muhammad. Why would they lie about that? <laughs> yeah, you know, it's just ridiculous. There, there's well, so many so, reasons. I, and I know you talk about this, David guy. And I actually kind of had watched part of the interview and stuff uh, that he did. But as I was watching it too, it's like I don't know why, why I'm I'm just skeptical about everything. Yeah. But I'm like, what is his motive for coming out? Right. He's probably got this big pension from the government or whatever else, you know, what's his motive for coming out and revealing top secret information that he could potentially lose his pension over or whatever else. And it's like, is his motive just because he wants everyone to be informed or, you know, I don't know what's his, is, is, is he a, a, a bribed whistleblower from the government to say, Oh, we have some bad news coming out on the president here in the next couple of weeks. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll, oh, we'll, come on. we'll, we'll pay yeah. your kids college tuition. If you come out and talk and, about and aliens, all this weird stuff about aliens. We just have oh, to okay. wipe Hunter Biden's name out of the news. So please yeah, go talk about aliens. We need to, we need to cover it up. So talk about, and so it's just like, the, you, you, everything is so controlled nowadays that it's hard to even believe whistleblowers. That's true. And, and, and that's true. Um, yeah, what what he was saying though is that you know he said we're definitely not alone in the universe. Uh, yeah, he one of the, and then they they the news station reached out to uh, Arrow, and he said that the people inside, the agencies inside are stonewalling Arrow the the group Arrow because they don't want to share stuff with them. And he said he kind of would learn these things from some friends, but they didn't want to share anything with the, the, the arrow, the, the organization that the group had set up within the Pentagon. And then so the news station reaches out to Arrow and, and then they respond and said, we cannot confirm any of this. We don't have any evidences of this. And it's like, well, yeah, no, that's exactly what the guy's saying. He's saying the arrow is being totally stonewalled and they're not nobody's sharing anything with it. So it's just a waste of government money on this idea some you know congressman's like oh we need transparency let's get someone who's not transparent to be transparent and then it's just like a waste of yeah. money and time so it's like asking someone to audit themselves and it doesn't do any good oh the audit's fine and it's like okay i'll take your word for it numero two uh so anyway that's this guy's story kind of wild uh, but you know we'll see I did look at, I did look at actually, you can, there's body language experts that will tell mm-hmm. you, you know, give you a read by read on what this guy's body language is. His body language is a little weird. Uh, sometimes when he's speaking, like, they're like, well, did you recover bodies? And, and he'll say, believe it or not. And he shakes his head side to side. We did recover bodies. And he's shaking his head side to side. So, Which then, is a like subcon- or, uh, subconscious, yeah, subconscious lie. And then lie, other times yeah. he was like, yes, we did. And sometimes he would shake his head in, in confirmation when he's talking. 
And other times he would kind of like shake his head side to side. And the guy, the guy was watching. He was like, that doesn't necessarily mean he's lying, but you know, that is one of the indicators that, that may mean he might just be nervous. But so I thought that was kind of interesting, kind of along the lines of what you were saying is like, how do we know this guy's not just another disinformation campaign from the government? So, yeah. Interesting. So, um, I guess I will, uh, so I have, I have kind of these, uh, some of these different, um, things that have happened in, in, in this year. Uh, but I guess one thing that I'll kind of, uh, I guess, start off with is that I thought was interesting, um, talking a little bit about NASA. Um, and it, it's kind of interesting because even over the past year or so, um, it seems like some of these government agencies are, and maybe it's just because it's in the news so much more and, and, and any movement makes people feel like things are happening. But some of these like government agencies are like, like you said, Jared, oh, we're going to start like a special committee on, on UAPs and we're going to, we'll look into it. Wink, wink. Yeah. Um, but, uh, NASA actually, and I think I'm pretty sure this is different than, than the whole project moving thing. Um, but, uh, NASA basically they formed a panel um, that was specifically tasked with studying the all of the reports of unidentified aerial phenomena, UAP, which is basically UFOs. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it it said there was like a, I guess a a, a hearing that they they kind of formulated this, and um, it really they kind of had a little bit of a struggle. Number one, getting over the stigma that's associated with reporting UFO sightings, um, as well as just like the the harassment and the 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 eye rolls that people get whenever they um, whenever they report UFOs or I saw this certain thing, and then you know immediately people go to, oh yeah, you're crazy or you're one of those conspiracy theorists, and so yeah. it's such like a stigma around it that this like NASA investigation panel was having, they're having a really hard time, like really getting any legitimate information Um, or even having people taking them seriously. Yeah. Um, And it it was kind of hindering their efforts a little bit, but uh, the, the, so this panel was formed um, in in 2022 um, and they presented kind of like uh, early findings uh, not too long ago. And it was kind of their first public group meeting that they had uh, where they they came out and they presented some of these early findings. And they highlighted, uh, number one, the need for higher quality data and research, right? A lot of things are hearsay and and when they're investigating these sightings and yeah, there's like, it's just testimonials, right? There are some more situations now where people have phones or they can take pictures of stuff and things like that. Um, but a guy named Daniel Evans, who is the assistant deputy associate administrator for research at NASA, um, said that uh, there has been no convincing evidence that reports of UFOs have anything to do with aliens. While extraterrestrial origins are not being ruled out, the independent group was um, uh, 
I'm sorry, I cut off what, I, what 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 it was saying. Basically, they're saying that we can't we can't either confirm nor deny. Oh, the what a waste of, of money! What a waste of money! <laughs> and uh, but I, I just thought it was kind of interesting that they that they formulated something and they put it out there, whether that's just to make us feel better or whether they like truly are investigating these types of things. Um, so for me, it was uh, just something was something, right? It's something is better than nothing. Um, so, and especially coming from NASA, I mean, to be completely honest, I don't think you can trust NASA as far as you could throw them, but um, yeah. Did <laughs> yeah, you... I, I, did you happen yeah, to come never, across? I was, was going to bring it this whole lunar landing thing, but maybe uh, we'll do a separate episode <laughs> on that. Did you come across that story? Some I heard something. There was some kind of hearing recently where these guys were talking about. I, think I was talking about some kind of base that he in Antarctica that was like beaming stuff up uh, through the ice or something like that. That did you read something about that? No, I didn't. Um, but I, I, I do have something that's called the mothership theory, and that's actually pretty interesting. But we can get that. We can get to that. Why don't you why don't you share that? Then I'll talk about Project Bluebeam. Um. Okay. So, uh, the and I'm going to read some of this just to make sure that I that I get it right. But basically, this is called the mothership theory, and um, so the official the official in charge of secretive Pentagon efforts. Um, to investigate these unexplained aerial uh, phenomenon, has uh, co-authored an academic paper that specifically presents kind of this, well, they called it an out-of-this-world theory, uh, pun intended, but it's called the mothership theory. So uh, this guy, his name is Sean Kirkpatrick. He is the head of the Pentagon's all-domain uh, anomaly resolution office and an, a second guy who is a Harvard professor named Avi Loeb. They teamed up to write, uh, this paper together. Uh, basically what the, the paper presents is this mothership theory. So they say that, um, all of these objects that we have been, that we have seen on earth, that um, people have um, given reports of or UFO sightings or uh, people that, that get videos or strange phenomenon or strange objects in the sky or lights or whatever it may be. Um, they posted and they wrote this article that all of these could be probes from an uh, extraterrestrial parent craft. Um, and so a little bit about these guys. So, uh, Kirkpatrick is a very, um, respected scientist and, uh, in, uh, and intelligence professional. Um, he had more than two decades of experience in studying physics and working in, uh, defense intelligence for, uh, the, the United States. Um, he has held positions in the D Department of Defense, U.S. Space Command, um, National Security Council, uh, across several different intelligence agencies. He's won awards for his for his work and his accomplishments in in um, intelligence. 
in his current position, he was uh, a chief scientist at the um, DIA's Missile and Space Intelligent. DIA, I'm guessing that's the... Denver International Airport? <laughs> I knew it! Yeah. Uh, so basically where I'm going with that is he's he's a very accomplished and well-known and respected person. It's not like some Joe Schmuck that's just like sitting in his basement writing these theories on on whatever it might be. Um, so apparently there is an interstellar object that is, uh, cigar shaped that everyone thought is a, uh, a comet or an asteroid. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is called Omauma, Omauma. And in this article that these two scientists, um, and, uh, intelligence officer wrote, basically is saying that the way that this cigar-shaped object has uh, kind of been interacting, it's in like deep space that we can see it on some kind of telescope or something. The way that it has been interacting with kind of the the stars around it and the space around it, that there is a theory that that cigar-shaped object is actually a mothership and that everything that is a parent craft and all of the... Um, uh, phenomena that we see on this earth are just uh, small probes that are investigating different um, you know planets and in and, and worlds and mm. and then it kind of got into a little bit of science why um, you know I guess smaller objects can move faster and and that would make sense because you know while we're seeing some of these these extraterrestrial probes and stuff like that but um, apparently they're closely watching this cigar shaped object and, and what its trajectory is as it's moving through the deep space. Interesting. Yeah. I know that they've, they've, a lot of people have caught a lot of orbs, like mm-hmm. two to 15 feet across, uh, silver metallic shaped things that they're saying are probes and whatnot, which is pretty interesting. Some of them it may have beings inside some of the majors yeah whether they're manned or not i don't i mean so that's kind of interesting uh did you talk about the guys in vegas who yeah yeah i do have that okay so maybe i'll share project bluebeam and then you can share that one okay yeah and then and then i have like one or two other ones that are kind of weird that are short okay uh so uh this uh story the project bluebeam is an interesting one, and it is about a guy named uh, Serge Monast. And he was a Canadian journalist, and he was kind of far out there, I guess you could say, in some of the things that he was researching. Obviously, he was into, like, the UFO thing and understanding what was happening there. In 1994, he published a paper or a book actually called Project Bluebeam and then in parentheses NASA in which he discusses how NASA in conjunction with the United Nations would attempt to create a new world religion by technologically simulating the second coming of Christ. So, pretty, hmm. pretty Interesting. What? What? I mean, Ethan. Like, what's one thing if you go on TikTok right now and you're like, 
Oh, end of times, you see everybody saying what? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot on there. What? Alien invasion? They're or... like, oh, man, it's the second, it's the rapture, it's the second coming, you know? They're always saying stuff like that. The world can't get any worse. Yeah, exactly. So they're saying stuff like that. So what he's talking about is how that sentiment really is going to come back around. So in 1995 and 1996, uh, I'll just call him Serge. Uh, Serge said he was being hunted by the police and authorities for involvement in, quote, networks of prohibited information, close quote. He had home. He took his kids and he t- decided to homeschool them. When he was taken away, uh, they were taken away from him, and they became wards of the state. And he was actually sent to prison. Which the next day he got back from prison, he had a heart attack and died. So some mm-hmm. of the followers of this guy say that he was being subject to one of these psychotronic weapons. They called it. It would make you have a heart attack. That's one thing he talked about in his book is like they have these guns where it will make you have a heart attack and it looks like, oh, you just died of natural causes, but you actually died. Uh, you were killed. Kind of like the Havana syndrome or something something of that nature. You know what I mean? We've talked about that yeah. before where they're ringing in the ears and they don't know what's come from. So his one of the quotes he said is he said, I would suggest you investigate the information carefully before dismissing it as fanatic lunacy. So that's what he says about his work. So here's the conspiracy, just high level, what he what he's talking about is it going to happen. The high level points that the cabal or the folks in charge are going to make happen. And then I'll dive into actually what he says the steps are going to be to making this happen. So the high level things are one, they're going to create an artificial second coming in order to control people. This will abolish traditional religions in order to replace it with a one-world religion based off of the cult of man. He also said that it will abolish national identities and national pride in order to establish a world identity and world pride. Wasn't it uh, Ronald Reagan who said, sometimes I wish there was an extraterrestrial force that would come down and threaten all of us and we would all be one brotherhood of man together. It all come like, together. Like John yeah. Lennon says, you know. So... Interesting. The fourth one here is to abolish the family in order to make individuals simply working for the glory of the one world government. So this is the interesting part of how he says he's going to make, he says they're going to make this happen. One, he says that they're going to artificially create earthquake earthquakes, excuse me, that would unearth artifacts indicating that all religious doctrines of the past are wrong, thus causing people to disregard them. So that's what I kind of go back earlier when I said that they had recovered. Bob Lazar was like, oh, yeah, they recovered artifacts of spacecrafts. Maybe that has something to do with that. So maybe there's going to be some type of artificial earthquake and say, oh, look what we just discovered. It's, yeah, what was that movie? Uh, Prometheus, where they have those mm-hmm. the, those architects that are like superhumans and they had seeded the earth with uh, humans so that they could be like yeah. a hunting ground for the aliens. Anyway, maybe we find one of those Prometheus like world uh, machines under there or something, and that will shake everybody's religion. And then he said the next step is that uh, he said, "Move!" Oh, he said, "Movies like 2001: Space Odyssey already laid the groundwork 
that unearth mysterious objects could change our ideas about our origins. I don't know if you've seen that movie, but there's like a monolith in the movie that like is is in this spot through like all time. And it is kind of like one of those mysterious objects has been around for forever. Next, there would be a gigantic space show. So this is where the blue beam comes in. He says that there would be a 3D optical holograms and laser images would be across the sky. The projections would be of Jesus, Muhammad, Buddha, Krishna, etc., depending on uh, where you're at. And he says the images are being projected into the sky around the world and the new God would speak to everyone in their own language. So they would. he says that they would use some type of low-frequency communication device to really make it f- people feel like they're being spoken to to their core. And this, wh- whatever this, this projected image of God is going to be. Next, there would be some type of telephonic communication device that would make it seem like the voice was speaking directly to your mind and the depths of your soul. And next, they would use various technologies to convince people that an alien invasion and the rapture itself were taking place. And this would make it easier for the powers that be to control while everyone is in a state of fear. So that's the the last one's really where it's like, oh, man, this is, you know, they're going to fake an alien invasion or like a false flag alien invasion. And then they'll use that to grab power just like they did with 9-11. You know, oh, we got to take your rights away. We got to do the Patriot Act. We got to do all this stuff. Uh, and then your rights get trampled. Or with coronavirus, oh, we got to keep you safe. We have to lock you in your house. We have to take away all your rights. If you don't get vaccinated, you can't get a job. All this stuff. So they, there's no, what do the politicians say? Let no bad event go to waste or let no catastrophe go to waste, right? That type of mentality. So they want to get people in a state of fear. And then guess who's got the solution? We have the solution. So uh, a few interesting points along the way that I felt like where maybe we could see some of these evidences now. One component includes the phrase of the phasing out of cash. So this guy had talked about, he said that the plan would be to execute after a financial crisis, quote, not a complete crash, but enough to allow them to introduce some kind of in-between currency before they introduce their electronic cash to replace all paper or plastic money. So, you know, the Fed now has, talk, has launched their, like, Fed cryptocurrency thing. So that's why people point to that. Uh, the next one here, he said in his book, in the year 2024, this is a quote, A global event will alter the course of mankind's future. The world will stand witness to a massive alien invasion. Thousands of projected holographic alien warships will blanket the skies, sending people into a global panic. Rejected so they wouldn't be real. That's what he says. Yeah. He says it's fake. It's a fake alien invasion. The New World Order will use this technology to brainwash people into thinking the alien invasion is a hostile in order to keep them in fear and more easily control them with new dictators. So, 
hey, that's not very far off from how they've been doing things so far. Uh, I don't know how they would project things in the sky like that, but I have seen some pretty crazy holographic shows, holographic capabilities that they have. Yeah, or things they can do with drones. Yeah, that too. So who knows? That's Project Bluebeam. So if you ever see like a YouTube video with someone talking about aliens, you'll probably scroll through the comments and you'll see someone saying Project Bluebeam. <laughs> so keep an eye out for that. Now you know what it is. Yeah. So watch out for that technological second coming. That's right. Yeah. Um. All right. So this one's kind of interesting. This is one that Jared had alluded to, and this happened in Vegas uh, not too long ago. So in, in May. So in Las Vegas, a family called, and I'm, I'm going to read some of this quotes because this is like the actual quote from the dispatcher 911 call. Yeah. But on May 1st, a family called 911 reporting that something crashed in their backyard and they saw non-human creatures in it. What? So they called the cops or they called 911 and they talked to the dispatcher and said, you need to send somebody out here. And so this is what they said when they called. And it's kind of, it's kind of jumbled a little bit because it's, uh, I don't know, this is word for word what they said and doesn't really make a whole bunch of sense, but you can kind of understand and we'll talk about it. But this is what the the kid said. Apparently it was like one of the, uh, um, like a late teen or maybe early 20 son um, of the, family that lived there so he said we just saw in the corner of our eye something fall down from the sky and and it was with lights and when it hit down there was there was like a big impact and we felt like an energy and i'm quoting this exactly how he said it Mm -hmm. And then we we heard a lot of footsteps near us. This, this was at night, obviously. And then we have like big, a big equipment thing. And we see there's a, there's like an eight-foot person beside it and another one's inside. And it has big eyes and it's looking at us. So they're standing in like in their their house looking out into their backyard Mm -hmm. and i think they had it was like a like a couple acres i think back there so there was there was a decent amount of space um and then the person reiterated again on the phone they said they are very large they're like eight foot nine foot or ten foot tall and they are not human 100 percent. they are not human the caller added. Crazy. Yeah. So that's how the call went. So they, the dispatcher sent out police officer. Guess how long it took? An hour. An hour. <laughs> oh, yeah. for, the, for the police officer to get there. Uh, for non-Earth issues, it takes an hour. <laughs> and... Uh, Apparently it took an hour, but by the time the police got there, they, so I don't know if the family kind of like left the premise or something. If the dispatcher told him like, like just get out of there. Um, well, did you see the video? Yeah, I, ha- I had seen the video and there was some recording, but uh, I saw the, the video of the body cam footage of when the police got there. No, did you see the video that the kid posted? 
Uh, I don't know what was on the video. So it was like a family, and they were at like their gate, and there was it was like a lady was taking the video, and, and the kid was like, "Oh, it's over there." It wasn't quite like the signs moment we were all hoping for. Yeah. Uh, people have analyzed it and analyzed it over and over and over again, and it's like, well, maybe this is it back here, and you it was can dark. Kind of see its eyes of this thing, but it's really kind of a stretch. But anyway, they're like looking and they're like, oh, man. And like the guy closes the gate because they're just like all so terrified. Uh, And then they kind of all back up. But it wasn't very much. So apparently when the police got there, they turned on their body cams. And one of the police officers, as he was walking up to the house, he noted specifically that he had a very eerie feeling. And then he actually saw like a, a, a light falling quickly in the sky that was kind of, I I guess, a little ways off. Mm -hmm. Um, And he asked, he kind of described that light to the family, and they were like, yeah, that's what we saw too and and everything. So the body cam footage of them, you can see them, they walk up, they're talking with the family, the family's still kind of jittery and, 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 and everything in the front of the house. And then you see the body cam footage of the police officer going back to the gate and then it goes black and it says, oh, they had to turn off. The, they redacted the body cam footage because of uh, privacy concerns. Yeah, yeah. Uh, whenever he walked into the backyard. But apparently they didn't find anything. They did an investigation and they closed the case as uh, unfounded. Um, hmm. But there's been some reports that there were some black SUVs that showed up to the 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 kind of the back of the property and that potentially they could have people could have come in and taken stuff out of the property without them knowing i guess somehow uh, there's all kinds of conspiracy theories but i heard the family is like they like fled or they're like they're not there right now or something like that yeah yeah and so, because the guy came out and posted a TikTok, and he's like, "Hey, this is what happened to our family, or whatever." And then mm-hmm. apparently got so much, like, so crazy that they like left their home or something like that. Yeah, maybe people trying to come investigate or kind of look and see what what it was. But I mean, that's pretty crazy. I mean, why would just some, why would some random family in the middle of Vegas? just make something like that up and, and and really kind of something that it probably uprooted their life to a certain extent and gave them some attention that they probably didn't, has not been great attention. has not been super positive. It's not like they had, you know, what's yeah. their motive for doing something like that? Well, I think that making it up, I guess, I think more so than the other situation with the one guy, this is an easy thing to, to shift the news cycle very quickly. Yeah, you know, that's true I, too. I, I mean, you could approach anybody and say, "Hey, I'll give you twenty thousand dollars to claim that aliens came in your backyard." Someone offered you twenty thousand dollars and talk and talk to every single news people. Yeah, you can. and post a TikTok. This needs to be a twenty-four hour news cycle. We've got some bad news coming out about Hunter Biden tomorrow. Uh, you know, do this and okay, yep. yeah, I'll do that. Or here's a hundred thousand dollars. Would you do this for a hundred thousand dollars? It's like, oh uh, yeah, sure. I think a lot of people might be coming after coming after him after that because it's like oh you, you're taking bribes uh and you're just making up a story or maybe he, he's legit but i think like this is such an easy shoe in for a, a 
a planted story to just shift the narrative real quickly. And oh, guess what? The body cameras footage is out immediately. But yet we don't have barely any footage from our January 6th insurrection of the Capitol building. We don't we only have like one or two footage cameras of that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah, I don't believe that at all. So it's almost the fact that that body too cam, convenient. The fact that that body cam came out so quickly is almost decreases the credibility of the story because it almost even more so looks like a plant for the news media. Yeah. So lastly, here to kind of wrap it up, I had a couple of short stories that these are stories within the last six months. So basically, just since January of 2023 of let's say unidentified objects that have been seen and or pursued or shot down. Um, The first one is probably the most popular one on this isn't really an unidentified thing, but on January 28th, that uh, Chinese high altitude surveillance balloon kind of went across the United States yeah, and went over right over my sh- house, right over my house. I took a picture of yeah. it. Yeah, they shot it down off the coast of South Carolina on February fourth, when it when it got over the ocean. So that's not really alien stuff. That's more of just I don't know corruption, conspiracy stuff. Yeah, but there was another one. There there was a couple other ones about high altitude balloons, but there was one on February 9th, twenty twenty three. A high altitude object entered U.S. airspace on February 9th and was shot down by the Beaufort, over the Beaufort Sea by the U.S. Air Force. The Department of, uh, the Department of Defense said it was the size of a small car and flying northeast at approximately 40,000 feet, posing a risk to civilian flights. So they just saw this object that it was a high altitude object is all they described it as hmm. about the size of a small car flying northeast at 40,000 feet and they shot it down hmm. um that's pretty crazy just they're just like oh this is going to potentially pa- cause a risk for civilian flights so we're going to shoot it down we don't know what it is but we'll shoot it down interesting yeah An- another one On February 11th, Canadian and U.S. authorities ordered the downing of an unidentified object over Yukon, and the U.S. Air Force F-22 shot down the object over Canadian airspace. Once again, didn't identify what the object was, just an unidentified object. So I kind of think of these, so what are they shooting down? They're They're shooting down something physical. And if it's an unidentified object, could that mean an alien ship? I don't know, right? Or even if that meant like a different country's military aircraft that yeah. they're shooting down, that's huge. If you're the U.S. government, would you rather people believe that aliens are being shot down or that Chinese balloons that keep trying yeah. to fly over our country are being shot down. I would, yeah, or 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 you know, yeah, Russian aircrafts or yeah, or, or um, yeah, North Korean missile was shot down over Canadian airspace. Yeah, 
Yeah, exactly. You know? It's like, oh, we let's just say it's UFOs. Oh, it was it was an unidentified <laughs> object. Unidentified object. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was an intercontinental ballistic missile from North Korea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this one was interesting too. So on February eleventh, twenty twenty three, an octagonal object with strings hanging from it was detected over northern Montana and Wisconsin and the upper peninsula of Michigan at about 20,000 feet in the air. Airspace in the area was temporarily closed over Lake Huron in that whole area. They just grounded anything in that airspace. And they, the U.S. Air Force scrambled and the National Guard, and they ended up shooting that unidentified octagonal objects with strings hanging from it uh, out of the sky and mm. it fell into Canadian waters somewhere. Hmm. Wasn't the, well, the one you mentioned where they shot down over like Alaska, they like mm-hmm. went to go try to recover it and they had no idea they had, they, they couldn't find it. I don't know. Maybe I think that's I think what I've happened. I've seen is a that, video on that. Is yeah, that the like, one over Oh Yukon? yeah, we shut it down and then they just, they, it was over like Alaska or something. And then they're like, Oh, we, we can't find it. It's gone. Yeah. That's kind of crazy. Crazy. And then there's a there's a bunch of other ones about them talking about high altitude balloons, a large white balloon, a balloon, what perceived what was perceived to be as a high altitude balloon. Dude, who's using all these balloons, man? Well, dude, the Chinese just is this just sent this is this thing just all China? The they just released like they, like these cheap wedding it's wedding cheap lanterns if it gets, like balloons. It's hey, it's cheap. If it gets shot down, it's whatever because it's not manned. They sent that thing across our whole country, and it did figure eights around our nuclear silos, dude. Yeah, and we're like, oh, it's not a big deal. We're not going to shoot it down because it could land on someone's house. And it's like, have you ever yeah. been to across in the middle of the country? There's nothing there. Well, and I was watching uh, this thing where it was a guy. He was, he was, basically some high tech like MIT hacker or something like that. Uh, I don't know what his actual title was, but he was saying part of that balloon was basically that balloon was carrying a a, a super receiver that at twenty thousand feet it's going over these areas. And it is just collecting massive amounts of data from everyone mm-hmm. and everything. And it's just collecting personal information from your everything from your phones to your routers to your whatever. And it's just like this vacuum, this technology vacuum, this digital vacuum that just sucks up all the information uh, from anything that it comes within, you know, 20,000 feet of. Yeah. That's scary. Yeah, and it's scary that we didn't do anything about it. We just let it float all the way across yeah. the country. And that that's and that's floating across banks and cities and nuclear silos you know, the, and yeah, nuclear silos, military and, bases, and all this stuff. Yeah. And we're just like, oh yeah, it's not a big deal. It's like, oh yeah, yeah, it is a big deal, dude. I don't know. I feel like there's been so many of those like in absolutely embarrassing moments during this administration that it's like, dude. Shoot yeah. that thing down the first five seconds, man. I, I almost makes me think that the one that shot over Alaska wasn't even anything real to begin with. They were just like, oh, there's something. We shot it down. We did yeah, the we right thing this it, time. We couldn't find it, but we did the right thing this time. It's like, okay. Yeah. 
So whether you believe in these things, whether you believe in aliens or not, whether you believe the center of the earth is hollow, we don't really care. We, <laughs> in fact, in fact, we want to know about it. Um, Come and make your case. <laughs> yes, please do. Uh, if you want to be a whistleblower and you want to, uh, you know, release your people to uh, your your thoughts and your experience to the millions of people that listen to the podcast, then we'd be happy to have happy you happy to have you on. Um, yeah. Hey, speaking so, of which, oh, speaking of challenges, did you hear that? Uh, this is totally out of left field, but did you hear that Elon Musk challenged Mark Zuckerberg to a fight, a UFC fight, and Mark Zuckerberg accepted, and he's like. Yeah, I'll do it if you're actually serious. And Elon was like, yeah, I'm serious. Are you? And Mark Zuckerberg was like, I'm deadly serious. And Dude, so apparently now, Mark Zuckerberg is a pretty good jujitsu. Uh, yeah, he went to a jujitsu tournament under like an alias. And he said he wore like a COVID mask and a hat the whole time until he got called up. And then he went out on the thing and like everybody's like, dude, that's Mark Zuckerberg. He won, and he won yeah. gold. In and his, he ended up winning. Yeah, in his division. So that's crazy. We might get a, a we might get a UFC fight. There's they're, apparently they're talking with Dana White, uh, and they're very serious about this, uh, about uh, putting together a fight between Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg for charity. Interesting. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'd definitely watch that. Yeah, that'd be that'd be good. <laughs> that'd be very interesting. Twitter versus Facebook yeah. in the ring. I don't think that Elon Musk does any type of martial arts though. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, but he could probably hire somebody who to train him. Nah, this doing. is not non-hireable thing, man. This is mano a mano. Yeah, well, no, you could hire somebody to train you, but I oh, guess it's train a matter you, of, yeah. It's a matter of timing, I guess. You just get uh, maybe he'll invent some kind of Apollo like, Creed uh, to come in and train you. Yeah, or maybe he'll invent some kind of uh, matrix uh, uploading knowledge uploader technology. I know. Just, yeah, yeah he, he'll upload kung fu in his mind. <laughs> I know kung fu. Yeah, that's like this Neuralink thing. I knew yeah. jujitsu. Uh, you know. yeah. <laughs> I know Krav Magra. <laughs> yeah, he, he's an upload. He's like get the file for uh, what would the file for? What's that guy? Um, the guy who always goes to Russia, Steven Seagal. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> what's the file for Steven Seagal? And he uploads yeah. that. <laughs> well, what is it in, in in judo or no? In in keto or I don't know. Yeah. Well. <laughs> This went way awry, uh, <laughs> but hopefully you enjoyed the ride. Yes. Uh, uh, so this has been a fun one. This is, Jared and I always like talking about. In fact, this is kind of one of the things that kind of spawned the podcast. You know, in general, we were just sitting there talking about crazy stuff. And we were like, man, this is so interesting. We should record these. You know, we should start a podcast. And, and we we're like, let's do it. Yeah. So hopefully you enjoyed it. Um, if you ever have any interesting experiences or whatever, reach out. Uh, let us know. We'd be happy to uh, talk about it. Yeah. All right. Well, let's build that creed together. Thanks for joining. All right. Let's do it. Thanks. Thanks.